Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I am your host, Alex, and with me today is Brian. Hey. You may notice we are one fewer than we normally are. That is because John is now, once again, a new father for the second time back again as dad. So congratulations to him and his family, and uh, he's going to take a little bit of time off to spend it with the new baby. Uh, and he probably won't have that much time to play video games, especially considering that he's still playing a whole lot of Marvel Snap. That's probably just making him angry. He's so. probably playing even more Marvel Snap than he already was somehow. True. True. Yeah. I don't, that's the weird thing. I feel like I kind of, I don't know, maybe I'd continue to play, I don't know. Maybe not. No, it wasn't out. It wasn't out when, when Reese was new. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Congratulations to John and his family. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wish them well, and uh, we'll have uh, we'll make sure that uh, he can return whenever he feels ready and able to. So, uh, but in the meantime, uh, Brian and I are going to bring a brief news episode to you this week, and then we have some uh, plans in the works to bring some special guest game nerds. Uh, onto the show for different topics and talk about different things, but uh, we will won't announce anything as of yet uh, until we start to actually get the plan set, and uh, hopefully in the intervening weeks we'll have more for you guys. But uh, we'll release this as like a half episode, I guess. Maybe I guess we'll see how long it is when we're done, and then um, no uh, no side quest. Uh, but we might have something out as soon as next week for the next main episode. So stay tuned. Um, but in the meantime, let's kick off some patch notes. And now patch notes with John, Brian, and Alex. Minus John. <laughs> Damn it. You stole my joke. <laughs> So, we had some big news come out today. This was rumored uh, last week. But, um, after being um, uh, not approved by the UK's regulatory board, it looks like Xbox's Activision Blizzard deal has been approved by the European Commission for the EU. Uh, This is IGN reporting. Um, and it sounds like that with some caveats and kind of protections around cloud gaming, which is what the UK uh, rejected this merger on, uh, it sounds like they're allowing this to go through um, in the EU. So, <sighs> splitting a lot of hairs here, it sounds like uh, Microsoft is going to continue to try and appeal the UK's decision um, because it wouldn't be super feasible for them to not do business in the UK. It would cut out a a good portion of their market, and therefore they're going to continue to try and work through that. But uh, this EA, or excuse me, this EU approval is the, I think, 10th out of 14 approvals that they need in order to proceed uh, with this this, uh, merger. So one of the last ones is obviously the US. Still no word on what the final say is going to be there um but i think uh you know it sounds like for the most part 
I mean, it could go either way with the U.S., considering how the U.K. went, but the fact that the EU uh, kind of accepted their their position of um, how to kind of assuage some cloud gaming fears, make sure that uh, they wouldn't be able to unfairly gain any sort of market advantage over other cloud gaming uh, upstart uh, companies and, and services. Um, it sounds like the EU is giving this merger the green light. Uh, Brian, any thoughts on this this news? Um, it's uh, like you said. I guess it means things are one step closer to potentially happening in Microsoft's favor, and. Uh, yeah, it could mean some interesting things for Game Pass and cloud gaming, honestly. But um, yeah, so yeah, I don't know. I'm also a little worried because there hasn't been any really good things to come from Game Pass as far as AAA titles go this year. They've been kind of <laughs> duds. Yeah, more more on that in a in a in another news item that we have coming here. But yeah, so the European Commission in in their findings they said even if Microsoft did decide to withdraw Activision's games from PlayStation, this would not significantly harm the comp- competition in the console's market. So even if Call of Duty is largely played on console, it is less popular in the European uh, European economic area, is what it's called. Uh, therefore, without even being able to offer this specific game, Sony would could leverage its size, extensive game catalog, and market position to fend off any attempt to weaken its competitive position. So, they're not super worried about Call of Duty potentially disappearing. Um, and then, one other item that I thought was interesting, they said here, even without this transaction, Activision would not have made its games available for multi-game subscription services as this would cannibalize the sales of individual games. Therefore, the situation for third-party providers of multi-game subscription services would not change after the acquisition of Activision by Microsoft. So basically, Activision's like, we wouldn't be putting the stuff up on PlayStation's plus extra service, even if we didn't go through this deal. So, even if it ends up on Game Pass, that's not really affecting how things would have happened for Sony anyway. So it's kind of a weird way to phrase things, but yeah, all in all, I think it's interesting. I'm curious to see what happens, uh, with the U S and this decision, um, feels like it could go kind of even odds on either side. I think at this point, more likely to go through probably just because I don't think there's been a whole lot of care to, uh, prevent, monopolistic and consolidation uh, practices that are happening in the economic space nowadays, but uh, we'll see. You know, the only way I'm going to try Diablo 4 is if it's on my Game Pass, and even then, I probably won't. Hmm. But, speaking of Xbox, uh, Phil Spencer was on the Kind of Funny Games podcast called Xcast this past week. Uh, and he said, Xbox boss, this is a Kotaku article, Xbox boss upset with myself over Redfall's terrible launch. Um, 
and uh yeah so uh i i checked out this interview it's very good people should check it out phil spencer is always very good at giving very um candid interviews about this type of thing but uh uh Basically, what what he said in uh, in short here, kind of the the big snippet that this article's commenting on, he said, "quote I think back to the announcement of sixty frames per second, and then we weren't shipping sixty frames per second. That was kind of our punch in the chin, rightfully, a couple weeks ago. And then seeing the game come out and the critical response was not what we wanted. It's disappointing to so, uh, uh, it's disappointing to kind of pick up what we can learn, how we can get it better. One thing I'll fight is sort of what went wrong. There's clearly quality and execution things we could have done on one hand, but what I won't do is push against creative aspirations of our teams. I know a lot of people will say, hey, you've got teams, uh, and these teams know how to do one kind of game, and you force them to go and do one kind of game, but they have a proven track record that they have a tr- proven track record for, and I'm just not a believer in what that means. Um... And I'll underdeliver for some of our fans out there, but when a team like Rare wants to do Sea of Thieves, and when a team like Obsidian wants to do Grounded, and Tango wants to do Hi-Fi Rush, when people probably thought they were going to do Evil Within Three, I want to give teams the creative platform to push their ability, push their aspirations, and also I need to have a great selection of games that continue to. Uh, man, this whatever whoever. <laughs> Whoever transposes for Kotaku did a really poor job because it reads like it's been translated several times. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, he said we underdelivered on that, and I uh, and for that I apologize. It's not what I expected. It's not what I want, but it is ours to deliver. So, um, he has a lot more that he said in, uh, in, in on the podcast, and I I encourage people to go and listen to it. But Brian, you've been playing more Redfall, right? Mm, no. No, you didn't. I said I was going to, and then (laughs) I just thought about my initial disappointment and what little I read about it, and I was like, you know, my time could be spent better. There's been a little bit of a weird, like, uh, you know, I listened to the Waypoint guys, um, and they, one of them decided to go back. They did a stream where they played a bunch of co-op together, and they had a lot of weird bugs, and they had a lot of issues with it, and it wasn't great. But then one of them went and played it by himself and was like, you know what? This game might actually just be better when you play on your own, (laughs) which I found kind of interesting for the fact that they were advertising it as a co-op game in the first place. Uh, Um, Go ahead. I would like to revisit it at some point, but I think I'm going to free up the hundred gigs that it takes up for now (laughs) and then revisit it after a few like levels of patching go yeah. through and then uh yeah then we'll I see I don't, I don't think it's gonna fix everything but at least if i'm not being frustrated by bugs i can maybe ignore some of the poor design decisions and still have some fun yeah there's not really any doubt in my mind that they will start to get it in a better state i mean there's people so basically it sounded like story progression does not proceed for everybody in a co-op party it's only going forward for the that's host. annoying but you should be keeping your character progression however that's not always what's happening for people oh, there that's some people, a deal breaker yeah like i think uh i heard one of the guys on next lander talk about how they did a stream for it and when he logged in next all the levels that he gained during their stream were gone so it's kind of like 
you know, it's hard to understand how a first party Xbox game can be released in this kind of state. Um, and you know, people would still stand for it. Like, I don't, I don't understand how it gets there. Um, other than, you know, I think Phil Spencer went on to say on that podcast, like we, we let this game, we, we let arcane just work on this game on their own. It was in like some sort of state when it was being developed, uh, before we purchased them. And we came into the game a little bit later than we probably should have is what he basically said about it. But once again, like this game got delayed several months Shouldn't it have maybe been delayed more so they could have gotten it in at least a workable state? Um, but yeah. even on top of that, you know, a lot of people are saying that some of the core gameplay loop just isn't quite as satisfying as you would want out of an arcane game. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I'm going to try to not be a Sony fanboy here, but it's hard not to look at things coming out for PlayStation like God of War and Horizon. It feels like Sony kind of like knows they have this like brand for their first party and an Xbox tried to just buy a bunch of game studios to fill out their roster. But with that also comes varying quality in the games that are coming out. I don't know if you agree with me on that point or not, but it just kind of feels like they haven't quite been able to wrangle everybody together in the Xbox studio to kind of be like, this is our cohesive plan to bring these games out and put them out on our game pass service. And the amount of quality that you should expect from our offerings is just not, not quite there. Yeah. I can agree with that. I've been pretty disappointed in the uh, larger titles that have come out. I mean, even Halo. Yeah. It wasn't as bad as I, I don't know. A lot of people just won't play multiplayer or whatever. I think it's fun. It's just, I mean, they did a really bad job uh, with, putting in maps and stuff and the fact that the co-op was delayed so long it's like at this point i can't even find anybody to play the campaign with because nobody wanted to wait till the co-op was in like i did and then now they've already finished it (laughs) so i don't know if i'll ever play through the campaign it'll be the only halo i haven't played yeah, and I mean that's that's just a weird one to me too because I feel like the luster of Halo really fell off after Halo Three, like Halo Three, Halo ODST, Halo Reach. Well, was I maybe mean, like the golden standard, the golden age of Halo, and then after that, I guess after that was after was Bungie exactly, still Reach yeah. and no. ODST or no? Yeah, yeah, they were okay. So that maybe explains it a little bit but at the same time you would think that like halo was a big tentpole for them they should have maybe taken better care of it but very i don't know it's it's harder than i'm making it sound so you know set that aside but 
you know, it's a, uh, it's interesting to me that I feel I feel like Sony has really carved out this niche. I mean, something like a Ragnarok is a big game, but systematically maybe not as difficult as something like a co-op shooter like Arcane is trying to make with Redfall. Mm-hmm. You know, like a single-player narrative, you make systems and things in it, you put them in, it all kind of flows together. But the technical mechanics of, like, let's do co-op and cross-progression and you know, cross play between PC and Xbox. Like there's so many other hooks and things that they have to worry about making these more complicated, like live service games. And, uh, I just have to wonder, you know, will they ever try to compete with Sony on that front or not? Are they just trying to carve out a different niche altogether? Cause Sony's making acquisitions to try to get into the live service game. So I don't know. Weird, weird times ahead. It seems like Microsoft is trying to uh, carve out a niche with Game Pass, but if they can't like bolster it with their own titles, I don't know. It's like a weird. Would Netflix have ever really taken hold if they couldn't have brought out their own uh, good programming? Who knows? Yeah, but even they've dropped the ball and. It's hard to get into a new Netflix show because they cancel them so often now. Yeah. It's like you don't want to you don't want to, you know, end up don't want to invest in something you won't see the end of. And then also like all of the all of the other content has been uh, everybody makes their own streaming service so they don't want to give their stuff to Netflix anymore or they they price it way too high. So weird stuff. Um any other thoughts on Microsoft, Xbox, all that jazz? Uh, yeah, not really. I mean, I guess I'm just going to wait and see here, you know? Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and then the third story that I had for us today, Kotaku reporting, Nintendo says don't expect a new Switch this year either. Um, so no other significant hardware refresh in 2023. Um, basically, you know, the, the rumors of switch pro continue to swirl everywhere. Uh, but there was an investor call, uh, last week where they wouldn't have a new switch. They wouldn't have a switch light or they wouldn't have an OLED model in 2023. Um, so that's, uh, you know, I think some people are disappointed but uh i was curious for you brian as somebody who at some point in the future would like to pick up a switch do you feel like you're going to end up waiting for a new switch or are you going to try and just pick up a regular old switch or switch oled probably go with the oled model yeah to be honest i now that zelda is out Tears of the Kingdom. I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll just get whatever I need to play that <laughs> sooner than later. But I mean, it's still not going to be anytime soon. The way things have been going, so. Yeah, I mean, I will say, well, so I played about 20 minutes of Tears of the Kingdom, which I don't really feel like I can even start to comment on uh, that game much, which is why we're not talking about it more in depth. But, um. I will say that there are times on my 4K TV where it does not 
look as pretty as I wish it did. And I don't really remember feeling that way about Breath of the Wild. Um, I did read somewhere that the Wii U was holding them back a little bit with Breath of the Wild. So I'm kind of wondering, like, there were some lighting effects through trees and things that I was seeing that just kind of looked very aliased and not so pretty. Um, and so I'm curious if they were trying to push it a little bit more with Tears of the Kingdom. From a performance standpoint, like, it still seems like, you know, 30 frames a second. Um, and not, you know, I haven't gotten that far in, but I haven't seen a whole lot of drops. So I would like a new switch, but I don't know. I'm more curious to see what they're going to do in terms of backwards compatibility and what that looks like. I feel like they need to, I feel like it's a, it's a, with the amount of digital purchases that people are doing nowadays, which is another point that Phil Spencer made on that X-Cast, basically, like, it's hard to just peel somebody away from their current console because they've invested so much in digital goods for those consoles. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. No, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I don't know what shape a new Switch takes especially with the popularity of the steam deck i don't really think they're like direct competitors or anything but um you have to think that nintendo's maybe noticing that other people are (laughs) catching on to their game a little bit so yeah that um what's it called the The, asus rog ally came out and has pretty decent reviews. There are pros and cons to it, but it it seems like a pretty slick unit and it wasn't it is expensive, but it wasn't nearly as expensive as everyone was speculating it would be. It's yeah. six ninety nine, I believe. Yeah, six ninety nine for like the uh I think it's a two hundred and fifty six gig. Double check here. Five twelve is what it starts at. So you can fit five games on it. You can fit five Red Falls on an ROG Ally. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's... <sighs> that's an interesting device. The thing about this one is that you can it, it has full-fledged Windows 11 on it, so you could play Game Pass games on it. Um, and that's pretty nice. Uh, but I think some people did say the better life could be as short as two hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a i guess a when you do have it plugged in though you can run it in turbo mode so you get better performance out of all your games that's really cool that's cool and i um, guess it's a really quiet unit too so that's nice as well nice but yeah. ergonomically i heard it's not as good as the uh steam deck even though it's lighter it even comes with three months of game pass which is pretty cool I did not realize that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting that uh, I don't know. It took it it took basically I don't know three or four years for people to start making switch like devices that were PCs, and so mm-hmm. yeah, I I really have to wonder what does that you know what what does Nintendo think of that, and how will they react to it? Um, 
I wonder but, what they will make next because they always have shockingly uh, they take chances with their consoles yeah, right new and, hardware designs every time but the weird thing is is like the Wii from the Wii U was not a massive leap there was a little That's bit true. of a weird paradigm shift with the controller being like a prototype switch but it was closer to the Wii than it was to the switch you know yeah, maybe so, we'll just get a Switch U, basically. It'll yeah. just be a fancier version of the same kind of technology. I think they just need to go back to the Super super Switch. I would buy a Super Switch. Uh, I would like to see... I mean, personally, I just hope they figure out a way to make the Switch lighter and smaller without... I don't know about smaller, but just more compact in a way. Like I liked the old, uh, like DS units and stuff where you could fold them up and put them in your pocket and stuff like that. And you know, what's really funny is that I picked up my switch for the first time out of the dock when I was moving it upstairs to play tears of the kingdom on the TV. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, I forgot how much slimmer this feels and lighter it feels compared to the Steam Deck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's it's still portable, for sure. It just, it bums me out that you can't, like, cram it into a large pocket or something. It's still too yeah. big for that type of thing. But, I mean, the, I mean... Have you held one of the Switch lights in your hands? I think so, maybe... It's still just a little, like if you were wearing your Jinko jeans, you might be okay with your (laughs) real deep pockets. Oh yeah, because I have so many of those. You could fit maybe two switch lights in one of your pockets, Um, but I think in normal jeans, maybe not so easy. Um, But yeah, no, that's, that's another, yeah, it would be interesting for them to go a little bit more like, hey, we're doing DS form factor and we're doing bigger switch form factor this time around because people miss having handhelds, but we're putting the same games out for both of them. I think that'd be an interesting proposition. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'd prefer a a smaller, lighter unit that had better battery life, but when docked was more powerful and like could hit 4k and not even 60 frames or whatever, just, or upscale it at least. I don't know. That that's what I would like. But obviously, uh, as we were talking about, there's nothing in the works. <laughs> well, I think it's in the works. <laughs> it's just not coming well, soon. Yeah. Maybe but next that, year. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. That means that, like, you know, I think the Switch launched in like March of 2017. Um, and so you know, you never know. They could surprise people with like an April. April time frame or something like that. Um, so we'll have to see. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Nintendo's on this weird cycle on their own, and I'm curious to see what they end up uh, doing here with their next console. So, but I think that's all that I have in terms of prepared news stories. Unless you feel like there's anything else we should hit on, I think there were a few older news items that we had in here, particularly uh, Activision making more money on PC than in consoles for the first time. Pretty interesting. Yeah. Although, you know, I feel like Overwatch and 
Overwatch 2 not being so big is maybe part of that. <laughs> Fewer Blizzard offerings, maybe. Um, and then you had also posted earlier this month from PC Gamer, Sony confirms more PC ports are coming because it's making a ton of money. So kind of the opposite of the Activision story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is cool. Like, I, I really am curious what that means for PlayStation VR because uh, it feels like a very untapped market for them in terms of being one of the more affordable premium headsets. Um, but uh, and hopefully their ports are better than Last of Us Part One because that one got ripped apart by people. But yeah, hopefully by the time they port Part Two. It'll be better. Yeah. Yeah, so four years from now, after it's been remade for PlayStation 6. If they were smart, they would line up the release of Part 2 on PC somewhat with the TV show, as they sort of did with Part 1. Yeah, well, as you noted in a different channel, it sounds like uh, Season 2 of The Last of Us is currently on hold due to the writer's strike. Uh, yep. Which, uh, you know... I personally stand at the writers. Give them give them more money. <laughs> Don't let ChatGPT take their jobs away, which is one of the things that they're fighting over. Um cuz apparently, yeah. you know, if you're making a show like uh I don't know, say The Bachelor, you could probably just let all of it be written by ChatGPT cuz none of it probably. is real anyways. But Maybe we should have had chat GTP or GPT uh, feed us lines for what John might have said if you were here. <laughs> I should get that program where I could feed uh, audio into it. I forget. I don't. I don't remember. I don't know which one it is, but um, there is some model out there that you can feed it audio, and I have plenty of audio of the three of us. I could make the fake versions of all three of us say some really stupid things, but <laughs> we usually do that all by ourselves. That's so. true. But, uh, yeah. So a little bit of a short one here today, but I did want to put something out, let everybody know what's going on. We do plan to be back, uh, with something new in the next week or two here. Um, but, uh, once again, congratulations to John and his family, and, uh, we hope to have more for you guys, uh, soon, um, and, uh, it should be, should be good. There's a lot of games out right now. I do want to talk about Tears of the Kingdom when I actually have a chance to play more than 20 minutes of it. Been a busy, uh, busy weekend, Mother's Day weekend, lots of celebrating moms to do, so... Um, but we should be back for more. I know Tim has been playing some, some Zelda, so hopefully I can touch base with him on that. Um, but I think that's it. What does John usually say to end the show? He says peace, right? Something like that. Peace out.